This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today on the newscast is Israel preparing to strike Iran's nuclear facilities. Find out why that is becoming more likely by the day next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been telling you here over the past two weeks that the disastrous U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, which is still ongoing, has been an absolute game changer for the United States around the world in all the wrong ways. America's enemies have been empowered and emboldened because of this chaotic U.S. retreat from Afghanistan. On yesterday's newscast, you can check it out here in our archives, we talked about an upcoming naval drill that was just announced by Iran, China, and Russia, a joint naval drill, three of America's greatest adversaries coming together in the Persian Gulf in the coming months. The timing of that announcement by uh, Iran and Russia that they're joining with China was clearly no coincidence as the U.S. is in the throes of this debacle in Afghanistan right now. By the way, President Biden announced yesterday that he is sticking to that August 31st withdrawal date, which means that there is a very good chance, God forbid, that some U.S. citizens and certainly uh, Afghans who worked with the U.S. over the past 20 years will be left behind in Afghanistan beyond that August 31st deadline. Folks, a nightmare scenario there. Stay tuned. We only have six days left now until August 31st. Another thing to mention is billions upon billions of dollars of military, U.S. military hardware, advanced military hardware and equipment and weapons have fallen into the hands of the Taliban. They are in possession of that right now. That's just one of many very nasty results from this U.S. withdrawal and the way it's been handled by the Biden administration. I mentioned the empowering of the enemies of America and the West and Israel by extension, none more so than the Iranian regime. We have, of course, China looking at Taiwan now, Russia looking at Ukraine and the Baltics, and of course, the Iranian regime and its proxies, Hezbollah, Hamas, and the rest in the region eyeing Israel and saying, hey, the leader of the free world, the United States, is MIA right now. The word I shared yesterday was accelerate, and we could see these rogue regimes accelerate their plans now that the United States has taken such a dent and such a hard fall on the world stage. Along those lines, we have to talk about Iran's nuclear weapons program and very important comments today made by Israel's defense minister, Benny Gantz. Gantz said that Iran, he believes, and Israeli officials believe that Iran is now just two months away from having the materials necessary to build a nuclear bomb. He also said that Israel has the means necessary to stop a nuclear Iran, and it will act to do so militarily if necessary. 
To me, the timing of this message was also no coincidence. Today, Naftali Bennett, the Israeli prime minister, landed in Washington, D.C. He will be meeting tomorrow with Joe Biden at the White House. And of course, folks, at the top of their agenda in those talks will be Iran's nuclear weapons program. So Benny Gantz is kind of firing a shot across the bow in advance of that meeting and saying, look, uh, if you don't do something, world, international community, West, United States, Israel is fully prepared to act alone and eliminate what is certainly an existential threat, a nuclear-armed Iran. Gantz and Bennett, uh, the chief of staff of the Israel Defense Forces, Aviv Kohavi, they have been delivering a similar message over the past few months. Of course, prior to that, the former prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, was very uh, forthright and very vocal about the threat of a nuclear Iran and that Israel would do whatever it takes, key phrase there, whatever it takes to stop this existential threat that is gathering. We know that Iran is enriching uranium at very high rates right now. And I think a key factor here in advance to this Biden-Bennett meeting and in terms of the nuclear deal, which Biden so desperately wants to reenter, being out the window potentially now, is that new Iranian government. That's one of two reasons, I believe, that this Iran nuclear deal, which again, from the moment he took office, Joe Biden has been hell-bent on re-entering the U.S. into that disastrous deal that President Trump thankfully pulled America out of in May 2018. Two reasons I believe that deal could be DOA now, and Bennett certainly is going to make this case tomorrow in his meeting with Biden. Uh, Number one, the theme of what we've been mentioning today, Biden, and I'm sad to say the U.S. by extension, because he and his cabinet are leading this country right now, leading, quote unquote, if you can call this leadership, Biden is weakened and enfeebled in the eyes of the world. He pretty much right now has zero leverage with the Iranian regime. He could have leverage if he would exercise it, but he will not. The Iranians believe they have the leverage now. They believe the U.S. on the heels of the Afghanistan debacle will be even more desperate to strike a deal with Iran to appease the Iranian regime. So the Iranians feel like they're in a very good negotiating spot right now uh, because of the weakness of this administration, which is on display right now in the eyes of the world. That's number one. Number two, the second reason, the Iran nuclear deal, which looked, and hey, we've talked about it here in the newscast over the past several months, a revived Iran nuclear deal looked very likely. And then we have Afghanistan, of course, unfolding right now, the disaster there. But in mid-June, Ibrahim Raisi, this cannot be underestimated, became president, was elected, quote-unquote, in an election that was anything but free and fair. He became Iran's new president, and that, to me, was a massive game-changer in terms of this Iran nuclear deal that American negotiators and the Europeans are working feverishly to reboot. Uh, A game-changer, indeed, was Raisi's ascension to Iran's presidency, the man known as the Butcher of Tehran for his role in leading the executions, the mass arrests of Iranian dissidents over these past 30 years, and a man who is very close, of course, to Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei. In fact, Raisi is seen as a potential successor to Khamenei. This is a true 
revolutionary Iranian radical now at the helm in that very important position of the presidency of Iran. Of course, the supreme leader is the ultimate authority in that country, but the president has a very visible and important role on the world stage in particular in transmitting the message of the Iranian regime. So that sent off shockwaves throughout the Middle East and throughout the world when Raisi became president back in June. He officially took office earlier this month, and right away he assembled what is the most radical, and that's saying something, the most radical of all Iranian governments that we have seen since 1979. His cabinet picks uh, include people who are sanctioned by the United States. By the way, Raisi himself is under U.S. sanctions right now, so how the U.S. will negotiate with him is an open question over the nuclear deal. But he's also got people in his cabinet who were involved in terror plots, uh, who are very close to Hezbollah, members of Iran's radical Revolutionary Guards Corps. What I'm saying is this. It does not appear that Iran is in the mood right now uh, to compromise in these negotiations. This is the hard line of all hard line cabinets that Raisi has assembled. And these will be the point men in any potential talks with the United States if those talks restart next month. Uh, they were stalled in June, these talks in Vienna, indirect talks, the U.S. and Iran over the nuclear deal. Uh, now Raisi is in office. There's some chatter that the talks will start back up again in September. Folks, if they do, you can expect Iran to take a very hard line at the negotiating table. Number one, because they are hardliners ideologically, Raisi's cabinet, as I mentioned. And secondly, again, they're laughing right now at the United States. As a proud American, that breaks my heart to even say that, but it's true. Our leadership is being laughed at right now by our enemies and scoffed at by our allies in Europe and elsewhere who are saying no longer can we rely on the United States to have our back and to be alongside us as we face the threats that are gathering around the world. That seems to be the state of play right now, given the situation in Afghanistan. Uh, stay tuned. Which brings us to, as we close here, what we started with at the top of this newscast, Israel's plans to strike Iran's nuclear facilities. As far back as February, the IDF chief of staff, Aviv Kohavi, said, look, we are putting plans in motion. We are gaming out what a potential strike on Iran's nuclear facilities would look like. So we know that the Israel Defense Forces at least are getting plans on the table. That does not mean, key point here, that does not mean that a green light has been given to take action against Iran's nuclear facilities. An important point there, the new Israeli government is exactly that. It's new, just came into office in June. We'll see how Bennett does with Biden tomorrow and what comes out of that White House meeting. But certainly the Iranian regime is looking already to test this new Israeli government. So uh, you can't expect a strike against Iran's nuclear facilities overnight, I believe, unless Israel has some sort of actionable intelligence. And indeed, Benny Gantz, the defense minister today, said, look, they could be two months away from the bomb. So the word again I've been using is accelerate from a prophetic sense for sure. 
Acceleration seems to be happening right now in all of these hotspots around the world. But I believe that a day will come where Israel, and I don't know when it will be, none of us do, but when Israel will be forced to strike Iran's nuclear facilities, whether there's a new deal or not. If there's a new Iran nuclear deal, all that does, folks, key point here, is it kicks the problem down the road. It kicks the can down the road. Perhaps the new deal is five years, 10 years. And then when the sun sets on that deal, say the 10 years are up, Iran can do whatever it wants. And at that point, if they're only two months from getting the bomb, there you have it. So Israel would be forced to strike then. Uh, without a deal, of course, same deal. Iran may even faster try to develop a bomb and break out. And one day we wake up and there's an announcement that the Iranian regime has tested a nuclear device or made some sort of announcement that they have the bomb. So either way, there is a collision course between Israel and Iran over that nuclear weapons program. We will continue to keep a very close eye on it for you. And of course, the events unfolding in Afghanistan right now. Tomorrow, we will get in-depth for one full hour here on the Watchman Newscast for a live stream on our YouTube channel from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Check out the Watchman live stream. Bring your questions. We'll be doing a Q&A. Talking Afghanistan, Israel, Iran, the prophetic implications of everything that is happening right now. You will not want to miss it live tomorrow here, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And remember, bring your questions. Until then, thanks for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.